as the trend for remote working persists, a survey suggests that people are struggling to maintain a work-life balance. People are often working longer hours because they, they are grateful they still have a job or work-life boundaries have collapsed. Work-life balance is essential for mental health, physical health, and long-term economic success and must be prioritized with three academics. Before the pandemic, a common objection to remote working was the suspicion that staff would disengage and productivity levels would drop. But recent evidence suggests that opposite is true. Working from home effectively means working more. In the UK, for example, many employees are reportedly putting in an extra two hours a day. It's even longer in the US. Our survey also indicates that feeling fortunate to still be in work, the collapse of work-life work boundaries, and a fear of being under surveillance from employers have all led to people working harder for longer. Those judging work and caring responsibilities are often struggling the most. A recent UK poll showed 71% of working mothers who requested for law to look after their children were refused. The sandwich generation, those managing childcare, childcare and caring for the older relatives, are also having a hard time. These factors all point to a future where overwork is normalized and work-life balance becomes nothing more than an aspiration. We must not allow this to happen. But what is work-life balance precisely? It is a term so frequently dropped into conversation that it can sound vague and open to interpretation. According to Anna Cox, a professor of human-computer interaction at UCL, it means feeling in control of how you balance the various demands of all aspects of life to enable well-being and avoid illness. It should involve happiness, fulfillment, and job satisfaction. She adds, just because we can be connected to work all the time, doesn't mean we should be. Policymakers need to take concrete action to protect workers' rights to switch off. The graphic work-life balance equilibrium, high well-being, the person with low boundary control on high well-being, a person with high boundary control on well-being, and low boundary control, you don't feel you have control over, you have a divide time and attention between work and family and other parts of your life. High boundary control, you typically feel in control of how you divide your attention between your work, family, and other parts of your life. And a low well-being, a person with low boundary control and low well-being, lacking physical, mental, or social well-being. Another disturbing trend that makes switching off so difficult is the emergence of so-called Boseware, controversial software that some companies use to monitor employees under the guise of productivity enhancement. In November 2020, there was an uproar following reports that even Microsoft 365 gave bosses the ability to measure email activity and the use of shared documents. Boosware, even the fear of it, encourages a culture of overwork. In our survey of 500 UK workers, respondents told us that their concerns over privacy during video calls regularly interrupt personal time and the constant bringing of work notifications. One worker explained, explained, if I leave at 12.30 for lunchtime walk and later see my boss message me on Slack at 12.35, my heart sinks. Take a break. 
Our work as part of the eWork Life project also included in depth interviews to investigate the transition to remote working. Another finding was that social norms around taking breaks from work, a colleague inviting to, to you out, a colleague inviting you out for coffee or lunch are vanishing. Expectations for workers to be available 24-7 were accelerating before the pandemic and unchecked. They will become the norm. It is vital to establish flexible social rituals around taking short breaks throughout the workday, but workers will gradually lose their, these healthy habits unless companies, companies create work cultures and clear policies that encourage staff to take breaks. The government needs to take action to tackle these rapid social shifts, which should not be left to individual workers to navigate. And although some companies are leading the way by regularly surveying employees, this is not the norm. Instead, trade unions are publishing research and pressing for change. White-collar workers might feel joining a union is stigmatizing. Yet the pandemic has shown that any job can be precarious. And when high-profile bosses talk of workers playing the, the victim card, it's little wonder staff feel voiceless. The immediate policy, immediate policy response should be to temporarily force companies to accept for law requests for those with caring responsibilities. Companies should be also be strongly encouraged to update or publish flexible working policies. Shockingly, 60% of U.S. companies still haven't shared their remote working policies, and workers at all levels have had enough of inaction. One executive who quit due, one executive who quit due to inspiring workload confided to us. Sure, employers are under huge pressure to survive this pandemic, but asking staff to carry the brunt through inhuman productivity rates is unsustainable. A change of approach is essential. Since the arrival of the pandemic, large numbers of people are working longer and harder, and even with increased rates of vaccination, home working in some form is really here to stay. Ensuring it continues in a balanced way should not a responsibility that rests entirely in individuals. The EU is now rightly urging its member states to implement policies that support work-life balance and the right to disconnect. And the eWork Life project is urging is urging the UK government to take similar steps. Achieving a work-life balance is not just a worthwhile goal; it is an essential one. It's it is vital for mental health, physical health, and long-term economic success, and a task at which governments and businesses should be working much harder. Thank you so much for listening in this episode and I hope that you have gained lessons and also have touched a bit of your in your life and if you if you have some time please um, make a rating or some review on my podcast and it, it really helps a lot. Thank you so much and God bless. God bless you and your family.